Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock splitting, and you've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Glad to have each and every one of you. We are winding down 2023, and if you listened to last week's show, you know next year it will be a crazy, crazy election year unlike anything America's ever seen is what it's shaping up to be for the presidential election, and that really includes the Senate and the House also. Wow, but we will have a lot of time to analyze what's going on, but one thing we're going to talk about on this week's show is uh, the death of Henry Kissinger at 100 years old. If anybody can live to be 100, that's uh, an amazing feat. But now we look at uh, Henry Kissinger. What is still going on? How did he shape history? Well, in many ways, he really, really set some things in motion that are just uh, are still here 50 years later when he was uh, as Secretary of State and uh, National Security Advisor to President Nixon. And uh, nobody really knew in the general public who Henry Kissinger was when he was picked by Nixon, but boy, did he ever leave a footprint. And uh, we're going to talk about that some today. And then next week we'll get into some more politics as we get closer to Christmas. A lot of things going up, but let's, uh, let me play this uh, news clip right here from uh, oh, the Waters show on uh, Fox News. Fox News alert, Dr. Henry Kissinger has died today at his home in Connecticut at the age of 100. Kissinger played a major role in American foreign policy across several decades. He was Nixon's national security advisor, then secretary of state under Presidents Nixon and Ford, played a central role in reopening America to China, negotiating the end of the Yom Kippur War in the Middle East, and helping to bring America's role in the Vietnam War to a close. He survived by his wife of 50 years, two children, and five grandchildren. Now, I lived when uh, Henry Kissinger was uh, in power. He was only in government about eight years, but a very, very, uh, a lot of action in those eight years. And some of the things that we don't even think about today, that he had a big hand, a role in the go, uh, going into. And for those who don't know your history or don't remember the history and remember the presidents, we know we had John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson, and then Richard Nixon came in in 1968. And that's when he chose Henry Kissinger to be his uh, national uh, security advisor. And then from there, he got moved up to secretary of state. And it's really phenomenal when you go back. 
because they'll talk about presidents and administrations, and we know Nixon was in the middle of Watergate. And when Nixon resigned, Henry Kissinger carried on as Secretary of State under President Ford. But there's so much interesting details that as this life came to uh, life, as life came to light since his death last week, that so many things that most of Americans don't really understand how things were shaping up. Let's go back to the 1960s. We know we had a Cuban Missile Crisis with uh, John F. Kennedy. Well, just uh, six years later, Richard Nixon was elected president of the United States, and he chose Henry Kissinger to uh, be be uh, the one of his uh, deep thinkers. And this was when the world was in a very cold, cold war. Now, what did Henry Kissinger do? And what did Nixon do? But most of this was Henry Kissinger's planning. Well, one thing Nixon said, he's going to end the war in Vietnam. They got in there, and it was a mess. What I think they had close to 600,000 American soldiers in South Vietnam when Nixon came in, thanks to Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, so what were they going to do to wind it down? And, and the Vietnamese, basically, uh, uh, I believe it's General Alexander Haig was saying what they found out was the Vietnamese didn't care how many casualties they had. They had more people, and they kept throwing more and more people into uh, the, the battles. And, and Nixon didn't want to be the first president to lose a war. And Kissinger got pulled into that, and uh, they started bombing uh, Cambodia. Some positions where the North Vietnamese were uh, hiding out in the jungles. So a lot of things went in that they, instead of getting out of the war, they got America deeper into the war so that they could try to negotiate in a, in a um, place of strength. That's in the simple terms, much more complex than that. But Kissinger, by the time uh, the first four years were about up, they started working to wind down the war. But this is where Kissinger's brain power, and a lot of people hated Kissinger for many reasons, but uh, Secretary of State Kissinger had a, like, they like to call it Roll Rolodex. And for those who don't know what a Rolodex was, it was where you'd have a, uh, uh, like in a circle, but it'd be a bunch of note cards of people you knew and a phone number, contact. You know, we call that a, a cell phone now, but a little part of a cell phone. But what Kissinger was doing in playing the strategic chess game, which he was a master at, and even after he left the office, people came to him from around the world for his advice. With Russia, he brought in detente. That was a big term. People might wonder, why is detente? If you, got, if you were born after uh, 1980 or 90, I mean, you won't know what detente was back then but it was trying to soften the arms race soften a nuclear arms race and bring um, some some warming up to the cold war and there was a lot of criticize criticism about detente where america's giving away too much but kissinger helped initiate that but a stroke of genius what kissinger did and and at his death and all throughout his life, 
the Chinese leaders always looked at Kissinger as a man of a, with a mission and a friend of China. And, and they said that uh, Kissinger went to China over 100 times during his lifetime. But what he did, what Kissinger did, was bring China away from being in the orbit of Russia, the old, the old Soviet Union, and he brought them closer to America at a time when they, uh, so many in America would not even, uh, well, they, they didn't want anything to do with communist China. But what Nixon did and opened it up was the brainchild of Henry Kissinger to keep Russia and China from teaming up against America. And that was his strategic chess game. And he kept playing that and running with the taunt. And then one of the things we don't realize, going back in history, in 1973 was the Yom Kippur War in the Middle East. Now, we got another war going on in the Middle East now. We know that in uh, Gaza, uh, the Israelis are bombing because they were, uh, as we talked about in a few shows ago, that was the most Jewish deaths in an attack since the Holocaust when Hamas went um, just, just without any yeah, I mean, just like animals going after people, Jews, women, children, men, citizens, babies, beheading babies, raping, killing. Uh, it, it was just awful. And now there is a war. Like someone said, well, you know, there needs to be a ceasefire. Israel needs a ceasefire. Well, there was a ceasefire up to October 7th. Hamas is the one that stopped the ceasefire. But listen, what Henry Kissinger did, and most people don't understand, in 1973, Israel really was in a bad position. And the United States sent just uh, just plane loads of uh, equipment for Israel to help fight the war. They were surrounded by the Arabs. There was the 67 war. It had been six years earlier when uh, Israel just stunned the world and what they had done. And in the 73 war, the, the uh, Arab world was trying to regain the territory and, and Israel was not ready for the attack. And they were really in a serious need of help. And Henry Kissinger and through President Nixon, sent so much military material, so many missiles, and 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 what needed, what what the Israelis needed desperately and quickly, got sent over. Now we have what we call the War Powers Act, where the president can't uh, just unilaterally send all these supplies and just uh, to, even though it's a friend, that the Congress has to get involved now. It's the War Powers Act. But it came about because of what Kissinger and Nixon did during the Yom Kippur War in 1973. And there was something else that happened then. And again, a stroke of genius, when you look back, what was happening was the Americans under Nixon. Nixon ended the gold standard. You hear, hear people complaining and complaining, well, Nixon should have never ended the gold standard. There's nothing backing up our paper money. 
But, of course, Charles de Gaulle in France, they kept saying, hey, we're, we're changing. We, we, want, we want gold for these American dollars. And every godly country started trying to do that. And, and Nixon just took America off the gold standard instead of uh, depleting Fort Knox of all our gold. But what happened when the Yom Kippur War started and America was sending plane loads of military equipment and missiles, the Arabs got upset and they started what they called an uh, oil embargo. Now, uh, again, most Americans alive now, a lot of them don't have a clue, but there was a shortage of energy, a shortage of gasoline, and some... Uh, we had some cars that would, uh, if you were on an odd day, you, you could go to gas station. If you on, and then they had even days and trying to keep long lines from being at the gas station, and and the price of gasoline just uh, like tripled overnight almost. But what Henry Kissinger did is what we they called it the shuttle di- diplomacy. He went back and forth between uh, these Arab states. Uh, all those in the Middle East, uh, Syria and uh, Egypt and Jordan, and all just just going back and forth and trying to bring about peace, trying to bring about a solution. And then Saudi Arabia. He spent a lot of time in Saudi Arabia. Why would he spend time in Saudi Arabia? Well, I'm going to tell you about that after we have this short break. Let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're talking about the death of Henry Kissinger and some of the marks that he's left on the globe, not just in the country, but on the globe. International affairs was his expertise. And some people hated him. Some people didn't like him at all. And then some people liked him, but they were very uh, wary of him uh, but he made a big mark on the globe and we're going to get into more of that in the second half of the show but let me remind you there's a book out <laughs> it's called Hatchie Keeper of the Secret and it's a, there's a sequel to it or the next book in the series it's called Hatchie The Golden Chalice now if you don't have either book you can get them at www.hatchie.com HatchyBooks.com. You ask, how do you spell Hatchie? Well, it's H-A-T-C-H-I-E. HatchyBooks.com. Go there. Get your uh, order a book and and get some Christmas gifts ready to hand out. Uh, We'll be glad to get those out to you. If you want to order that, just go to HatchyBooks.com, and I will be glad to get those out. Make sure... uh, that uh, you get some gifts out for people who like to read. And you can, if you want to do an ebook, you can go to Amazon, order it at Amazon. But we just want to make sure you know it's available. And we appreciate those who are ordering the book. And it, it's a story. You can go to Hatchie Books on Facebook page or at Amazon and get some of the book reviews. And we just appreciate those who have ordered and uh, look forward to more of you ordering the books here. Uh, during the Christmas season. Now, saying Christmas season, I also wanted to play this for you. Christmas, 
for those who know their Christmas carols, and I hope most of you do, that's uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Um, a little clip of that. But did you catch the verse early on of peace on earth, mercy mild, and then ending up saying joyful all ye nations rise. The uh, peace on earth, are we ever going to see that? Well, uh, I, I believe one day we will. I'd love to see peace on earth. If you go back and uh, read uh, the books uh, that I have, the Hatchie series, we're going to be talking about world peace. If you read the, the read those books, uh, there's a, there's a search for world peace, and as part of the uh, part of the uh, uh, condition in the books that uh, they're trying to make something come about with world peace. So, if you're uh, if you haven't read the books yet, you need to go read the Hatchie series. But I'm saying, where uh, those who know the the words out of the Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. If there's peace in Jerusalem, will there be peace in the world? Well, that's that's a big thing to say. But we know the Middle, Middle East has been a powder keg for a long, long time. But peace on earth, mercy mild, uh, God and sinners reconciled. Uh, there, there's a peace. <laughs> there's a peace that comes at Christmas, and uh, I hope you, if you don't know it, I hope you find that and share that, that peace, praying for the peace in Jerusalem. Wow, there's there's such a, such a toll on the world today because what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, what's going on in, uh, in Gaza and Israel, you look at uh, China just chomping its teeth for Taiwan, and of all that, I don't know if you heard, Venezuela, Venice, Venezuela, South America, they had a referendum to ask the people if they want to go ahead and take over half of their neighbor, uh, Guana. In Guana, they had, uh, you know, I think they have like 400,000 people, several million in Venezuela. But guess what? Exxon has found a lot of oil, and there's a lot of gold in in Guana, South America, right next to Venezuela. They used to have border disputes, but they settled the border dispute somewhere in the late 1890s. It's been way about 125 years. Hadn't had a border dispute. But now you got a communist dictator. Man, uh, it's Mandaro down there. And and what is Joe Biden doing? Everybody sees America has a president who's weak, and now they just think they can take what they want. And they're, they're starting to do it. So where's world peace? Pray for it. Just pray for it. And now, uh, before we had this break, I was about to tell you what. What did Henry Kissinger in Saudi Arabia what happened there that has changed the world, literally changed the lives of Americans so much they don't realize it? What happened? We were off the gold standard. The Arab nations had forged together in something called OPEC, putting OPEC together and said, we're going to bring the Western governments to their knees, the Western countries, their economies will stop, and we will make them pay a price for supporting Israel. And guess what Henry Kissinger came up with? 
I planned that America would use its military might to protect Saudi Arabia against any enemies who may try to disturb the kingdom. And they would also, in exchange, Saudi Arabia would not sell any oil except for in American dollars. And it got to be called petrodollars, the USA. You had anywhere in the country, anywhere on the globe, if you wanted oil from Saudi Arabia, it had to be purchased in American dollars. What did that do? That helped America to become the world's reserve currency. Anybody that wanted oil in any kind of fashion, you had to have American dollars. You had to pay for it in American dollars. And that has really propelled an amazing half a century of wealth building in America. Wow, for 50 years. Now, Joe Biden is, you know, is snubbing Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is snubbing Joe Biden. Who's paying the price? The American citizen. Because as now that China is buying Saudi Arabia oil with the one, other countries are negotiating with Saudi Arabia to pay in other currencies, not the American dollars. And what's Joe Biden doing? He's going to sleep at the wheel. Is are the somebody said the lights are on and nobody's home. But America is losing its world reserve currency because Joe Biden is going to sleep at the wheel. What Henry Kissinger put in a place that had a remarkable, no, an unbelievable, a, an unbelievable amount of wealth was generated in America because the world had to buy its energy needs with American dollars sold by Saudi Arabia, and you get you can get into the complexity Saudi Arabia by U.S. Treasuries, and it really propelled American wealth. And you say, oh, we're off the gold standard. The dollar doesn't mean anything. Well, as long as Saudi Arabia forced the world to buy its oil in American dollars, it supported American dollar. It supported American wealth, American growth. And now Joe Biden has thrown it out the back door. He doesn't even know what his inheritance was, what he was given, the American uh, being the world's reserve currency. And he obviously has not surrounded himself with people who can help him understand that. Uh, one other thing that happened, and this is to show you what Kissinger could do uh, when when there's an oil embargo, America was hurting. It, it did not bode well for the national defense and being prepared for war, if war should come. So that's this is the period when people started thinking about we needed a you know a strategic oil uh, reserve and uh, and guess who squandered that the same guy Joe Biden how much do we have in the uh, strategic oil preserve now <laughs> Biden emptied it out to get Democrats reelected or uh, to to win in the, the midterm election how much has he put back in. Not a daggum gallon. 
What has he done with all that money? He sold the oil on the open market. A lot of it went to China. What happened to that money? Is anybody in the House of Representatives, did they not care? Where is that money? Is it being held and, 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 and drawing interest so we can buy more oil one day? Or is it being spent? Is it gone? Somebody needs to ask that question. How about that? Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Where is it? Why are we not prepared? Why are we not prepared? Been two years since he drained it down to help lower prices to get Democrats elected in the midterm elections. And uh, it's supposed to be used for national defense. He used it for political purposes. And now, uh, I was going back to what Kissinger did when you're talking about a strategic petroleum reserve needed to be done. Now, when they finally got it done, it's a little bit later, but somebody had to put the deep, think, deep thinking and thought into action. But what really Kissinger did with Nixon, you think about environmentalists, and they were against what? What were they against? The Alaskan pipeline. But the... And what Kissinger did said, you can sue us or you can, uh, you can bring suits to court, but you got to go to this court. You got to go to this court and you can, you can do it this court and this court and you got to do it in 30 days. And no matter what, you know, how you feel about it, uh, we're still going to build it. And they built it because it's national defense. America needed it. They built the Alaskan pipeline from the top of Alaska through all the uh, uh, the long distance to get oil shipped to America, and that was an amazing feat. Henry Kissinger, from the backbone, the chessboard player, say we got to get this done for America. They did. It's still in use, but it's not being used because Biden's about to shut down the oil coming out of Alaska. How about that? How about that? But you know what? There's something else. The Alaskan pipeline. Boy, we needed it. We needed it for America. And I think just about every senator in the United States Senate voted for that. But one young buccaneer named Joe Biden, he voted against the Alaskan pipeline as uh, one of the youngest senators, probably the youngest senator in the Senate at the time. He voted against it. He hates pipelines, still hates pipelines. How did he ever get elected president? Oh, well, let's don't go there. <laughs> let's don't say how he, 81 million votes. And Barack Obama got 68 million. How did that ever happen? But let's get back. Talking about Henry Kissinger. It's been 50 years since he was in office. Well, you know, he's never elected, but he was in the reins of power. But just think what he did from the petrodollar to uh, shuttle the, the diplomacy going back and forth in the Middle East, bringing about peace. And later on, under Jimmy Carter, of course, they got Egypt and, uh, you know, they, they, and they made a, a peace deal with Israel. But it was the beginnings. It was the shuttle diplomacy with Henry Kissinger. It was Henry Kissinger's chessboard playing that knew instead of uh, America being hurt with OPEC they could they could uh, even though OPEC would become powerful 
it would not stop America from growing great wealth by the petrodollars. Think what China has done. That was Kissinger's opening up China. Think what, uh, as China became stronger and more neutral to the communist Soviet Union, what happened? The old Soviet Union fell apart. It fell apart. So some strategic thinking with Henry Kissinger at a time our country needed it. In many ways, what people hate him for, the war in Vietnam and other things. But he played a role that was monumental in history. He's gone, but uh, even the petrodollar still lives on in some form. It's getting weaker and weaker. But wow, he knew how to play a chessboard on a world stage. And some of his uh, policies are still, are still working. Still working. So I just want to take this week's time to talk about some things that a lot of you didn't know about Henry Kissinger. You may have heard the name. You didn't know how powerful his ideas were, and the chessboard way he played world governments and policies and the way he strategically loved America and wanted to help bring America into a, a victory in the Cold War, bring America into a place of peace and prosperity. And he worked on that in a mighty way. So... Uh, God bless America. Rest in peace, Henry Kissinger. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I hope you learned something you may not have known. And we will be back next week with some more Rock Splitting Politics. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.